0: Hello and welcome to the podcast series Raw Talent with me Fiona Abrahams, where I'm deep diving behind the scenes into the careers, aspirations and inspiration of the many skilled and talented individuals who enable the fashion and creative industries to feed our passion for clothing and product. Throughout this podcast series, I will be reaching out to the global community, exploring the industry through their eyes, asking people to share insights about the work they do How they got started, their most compelling experiences, the trials and tribulations they have faced and overcome, who they have met along the way, the lasting friendships formed, the part culture plays in the work they do, and their thoughts on their futures and the future of the industry as we navigate the coronavirus pandemic. Welcome to Series 3, Episode 1 of Raw Talent, where today... We're heading to Sweden for an educational chat with Lynn Frisinger, founder of Swedish Stockings. It all started after watching the 2010 documentary The Lightbulb Conspiracy, which uncovers how planned obsolescence has shaped our lives and economy since the 1920s, when manufacturers deliberately started shortening the life of consumer products to increase demand something we can all relate to. The film also profiles a new generation of consumers, designers and business people like Lynn, who have started challenging planned obsolescence as an unsustainable economic driver. Lynn explains that types are made from petroleum, which shocks most people. She saw many areas for improvement in design, quality, sustainability, and packaging, and has set about rewriting the rule Book to create the first sustainable worldwide hosiery brand made from fully recycled nylon. Hi, Lynn. Welcome to Raw Talent. Thank you very much. It's lovely to have you. I'm going to start by telling everybody how we met, which actually came about from us finding Swedish stockings online and being captivated by your mission, which we want to share with our podcast audience um, You graduated in two thousand and ten with a master's in uh, a master's in science degree in economics. Tell us where your career started and um, how it paved the way for the creation of, of Swedish stockings. Uh, well, yes. Uh, from the beginning, I was actually working within the financial industry. Uh, okay. since, uh, as you mentioned, I, I have that background, uh, and uh, but I always knew that I wanted to start something my own. Uh, my dad, he is an entrepreneur, and, and my grandfather, the same. So um, uh, I was working within uh, finance for three years, and then uh, I I was thinking all the time like what what should I do next and what can I uh, how can I start my own company um, and then I I saw this uh, documentary film I guess I will be mentioning it maybe later again but it's called the light bulb uh, conspiracy yes the light bulb conspiracy which I mentioned in my introduction exactly and this one is about how products are designed in order to age quickly uh, to boost consumption uh, in society all the time and this this film got me really thinking and they were talking about tides and uh, i just saw that here it's uh, it's a great potential to start something new so that was actually how how it all uh, started and why I, I, I changed uh, direction completely okay I was really shocked to discover that the nylon yarn currently used to produce most modern pantyhose is created from an environmentally harmful petroleum based manufacturing process that absolutely shocked me um, that in itself leads to damaging carbon emissions but not surprised to hear that they aren't made to last. I think as women, we all know that they aren't made to last. What got you started? Um, How did you get the whole thing off the ground? Well, I think exactly what you said, this was also a a new experience for me. I didn't know exactly what the tides were made of. So so that was the reason why I got so interested. And uh, I also felt that, uh, tights. Well, it's such a wear and tear clothing item for women. And it's also a very boring product for (laughs) women to buy, or I felt that it was, just because we know we wear it once or twice, and then we throw it away. So so, uh, when I started, I knew that I wanted to create something that was, of course, better from a sustainable perspective. uh, But also, I wanted to create a product that could add more value. Uh, well, I try to add more value to the product in terms of quality, make the product uh, last longer because, in the end, that's what what we all want to have when it comes to tights, uh, <laughs> and also uh, look at it from the design perspective and see yes. how do we how do we make the this product look nice uh, be. Uh, both in terms of the design of the actual product, but also packaging in order to create something that is long lasting and that people take care of. I think you need to start with the packaging as well. So I, I tried to look into all different aspects and see what could I do to do better. And uh, and this was yeah how how the journey started. I didn't have any experience at all from the fashion industry it was completely new to me so I started to just research and and go out and look into how how the tights industry looked like at that moment and then I reached out to different uh, companies that were producing and, and uh, yeah, it, it, w- it was uh, a lot of research in the beginning, so to say. I bet, I bet it was. And your products are created from pre- and post-consumer nylon waste in a way that is much less harmful to the environment than traditional um, nylon product. What can you tell us about your research into innovation and cleaner production methods aimed at conser- conserving or reusing water, decreasing things like emissions and reducing um, and recycling waste? Well, when I started, I, um, I felt that I, I wanted to look into the entire life cycle of the product. Mm. And uh, it's so easy today that we only focus on the material, for example, to produce recycled material. And uh, of course, our products are but uh, to us, uh, the production process is as important as the product itself. So uh, the first thing we did was to find the best possible uh, well, uh, production for us. And it was uh, found in Italy. And it's um, uh, all our... Uh, Productions are are driven by solar panels, uh, mainly. 50% is driven by solar panels and the rest is renewable energy. And as you mentioned, also all the water that we use is purified uh, and uh, flows back into the landscape again. Uh, And we are also, in every way we can, trying to minimize uh, chemicals, all, all all, things possible to make the, the, the production process as good as we possibly can. Uh, and this is, of course, an ongoing work. And a couple of years ago, we started uh, uh, also a concept called Innovations by Swedish Stockings, which means that we are trying to be in the forefront when it comes to everything. It can be how we are transporting our our tides from Italy or, or how we are uh, trying to be uh, working with the absolute latest material, the best production process, um, or even, for example, uh, how we are recycling the tides. Uh, because today it's actually not possible to produce old tides uh, or new tides out of old tides. Which a lot of people of people course think, yes, yeah. that old yeah. that new types are made out of old types. That's not the are They are types? made from they are actually made from spillover material from other nylon production. Um there is so much spillover today when we produce, for example, sportswear or or other nylon productions uh, and what we do is that we melt this spillover material down and then we create a new thread and make our tides from this uh, spillover. Uh, and and the reason why we can't, I mean our goal is of course to be able to recycle the, the old tides into new ones. but so far it's not possible and it's because of the separation of elastane and polyamide it's it's a little bit complicated but it's a lot of research going on around this area because when we find the solution we have we have uh, yeah that, that will be a big success of course but yeah. in the meantime we are trying to do the best way possible by also taking care of the of the product when it eventually rip because of course sooner or later they do so we have this recycling pro uh, program as well which means that the customer can send back their tights to us they can send any make back as well can't they so it's be tights from any brand exactly we have opened this up for for any any they can send any brand back to us and this is the way for us to to take care of this problem until we have solved the fact that we can create new tights out of the old ones and until then we are we are doing uh, we have this solution which have become super popular we get so many tights back so that's fantastic it's really great that people are on board with this and I think it feels quite special to order tights that are on a green mission and come with a user guide and aftercare instructions and to think of them more as investment pieces, which really turns the whole uh, concept of throwaway on its head. What has been the reaction from your customers? Well, it's been, it's been great from the very beginning. I think it's about that women, uh, it's a very easy product for women to understand in the way uh, that we know that we use it very few times before we try. Throw it away. And then it becomes an experience, like an, a big experience, a new uh, experience when they also get to know that it's a petroleum product. So it's basically the same as throwing away uh, pet bottles, plastic bottles. And we have learned that we shouldn't throw this away, we should recycle them. And it's the exact same material as uh, tides, it's also made from petroleum plastic. Uh, and when we get to know this, it's uh, it um, makes no sense to not buy sustainable ones. So, the, yeah, the 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 response has been really good, and uh, yeah, I think also the timing for us was really good. I mean, we started Swedish stockings. It was six years ago now, and uh, it's just getting more and more uh, interesting for for other companies to to produce the same way as we do. Yeah, which we're going to come on to because you've been really good at also educating the industry in how they can, as a whole, it can it can improve its its thought process. And I, I just love the idea of the recycling part. And I'm so pleased it's proving popular and that people are on board, which is not a surprise. Um, you also have um, within your innovations um, something called Swedish stockings from tights to tables. Can you tell us a bit about that? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's actually one of our latest innovations. It was, um, as I mentioned, the the yeah the recycling program that we have for customers means that we get a lot of tights back, and yeah. uh, after a while we we we. Uh, so, what are you going to do with them all? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And um, uh, I wanted to create something that uh, our customers could actually see and feel so i started to talk to a designer and uh off, yeah it, it it started a year ago now uh, and we launched this uh, six months ago uh, it's basically uh, tables made from tights um so they are made from our tights that we get into the recycling program and also recycled glass fiber and um, yeah, this was an idea that came because my dad, he is actually creating uh, glass fiber tanks today. And I look at those and, and we we started to actually uh, use our tights as filler materials in these tanks. Wow. This will still do. Uh, but then we saw that, well, maybe we can create tables out of these th- tanks as well. So... Uh, uh, we did the tanks and, inspired the table, so the tanks in t- inspired the tables. What do yeah. the tanks get used for? Sorry, what do the tanks get used for? The tanks they use uh, for the commercial industry, basically, from separating oil from water. So that you use them in like restaurant business and gas stations, and so it's it's as far as it possibly can come from fashion industry from the fashion industry, but. I also think that's very. That's quite fascinating in itself, yeah, though, isn't it? It is, and 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 we can see that the customers are really responding to it uh, in a great way because I think today, people are not buying into products anymore; they are buying into stories, and this is a story that is easy and fun to to uh, to tell, and um, and people feel like they're doing their part if they can if they can contribute. And they yeah. feel like they're helping the planet. And I think we're all so conscious of the fact that we need to clean our apps up. So, yeah, no, it's, that's incredible. And you're also repurposing plastic bottles, which are collected and shredded into fine, pellet, fine plastic pellets and turned into yarn, which becomes a new pair of tights. So the whole thing's very circular. Um, can you envisage global vending machine style drop off points in the future? At places like supermarkets where people can conveniently donate their tights, stockings, and socks
1: and their bottles.
0: <laughs> Absolutely, I mean, I think we're not that far away from, from doing that already. Um, for sure, I think to achieve a more sustainable future, we need to also collaborate outside our own industries and I think yes we have have for so long we 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 believe that we need to recycle for example one plastic bottle into a new plastic bottle that's the way we see recycling so true and and this way is not always the the most efficient way to recycle it uh, sometimes it's not even possible for us for Mm. example We can't make the old tides into new ones. But it's also, it takes a lot of energy to produce that way. Uh, So we need to to look and see how can we uh, close the loop by also collaborating with, uh, uh, yeah, with companies outside our own industries. Yeah, I think that's really interesting. I was watching something on the news yesterday about, Space travel in the UK, and the fact that they've suddenly be, they've suddenly discovered an ambition to want to fire a rocket into space, um, and they were talking about you know um, green fuel and um, you know the use of sustainable materials within the rockets, which was just really interesting. So, gosh, if we can, if if it can involve space travel, things like space travel, really any industry mm-hmm. can collaborate. Yeah, and I don't think that. I mean, the right way forward forward will be to actually find these way of of making our innovations sustainable. I don't think that we will stop flying, for example. I just no. think we'll have to find a better way of of doing it. The fuel so, will change, yeah. you know. What powers the rockets will change. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess if you're also addressing, um, like they said, in ten years' time. Diesel and petrol cars won't be sold in the UK, so that's a massive um, claim to make and quite a target to achieve. When you consider that you know we have a very small amount of electric cars at the moment because they haven't. We're still at the point where they need to roll the charging points out. So there's going to be a lot to do in ten years. What's the picture on that like in Sweden? Well, we, I think it's, I mean, it's growing rapidly. If you're looking at like car, the electric cars, it's, it's definitely growing. And I think, I mean, of course, Tesla was the first one out. And I think this is a very interesting case because that's also a little bit of how we see the tights industry. Our yes. mission has always been from the beginning to change and influence the entire hosier industry. And we want to, we want other companies to produce the same way as we do. And we are totally open of how we are doing it. And I think that's also the future that we are uh, actually sharing of how we are producing uh, in a more sustainable way. And also, that way you are becoming the original. And that's what's important for us, to be known as the original sustainable luxury <laughs> brand. But... We haven't achieved our mission until other companies are producing the same way. Uh, and then, what's important for us is to make sure that we are in the forefront, that we are finding the latest materials, the latest way of recycling, and so on, uh, to, to push the boundaries uh, forward. Yeah, uh, that makes all sense. the time, also collaborate with other companies and share how we are producing. Yeah, share the knowledge, absolutely, to encourage others to follow Mm. suit. And the consumer um, may also be wondering whether all their types will be made from recycled elastane in the future. And you explain on your website that it depends on demand. So if enough people want more products like these, they can be produced on a larger scale. But how can the industry as a whole be proactive in following your lead in the interests of the planet? rather than actually sitting there waiting to be led what can the industry do well i think uh, what we just talked about uh, will happen more and more collaborations between also smaller companies with more of a unique niche like like swedish stockings we will collaborate with bigger companies because the big ones uh, like H&M and similar, uh, they realize that they can't be best uh, when it comes to all different kinds of segments. They are working with so much segments today. So they need to collaborate with smaller, unique brands that is really specialized within something. And I think that this is something that also the customer will really... Uh, premier, and that's why they need to go that direction because the customers will demand uh, this what, when they are being more conscious, which we can see it's happening quickly now, especially yeah. also now with everything that's happening around the world, this is going even quicker. But So mainly I think the partnership is new leadership and that is just going to go faster and faster. Yeah, I think that's, I really like that, that partnership is, new, is the new leadership. I think that's a really good way of looking at it and sort of getting people out out of the scare, the scare mentality where they feel threatened because they're collaborating or they feel threatened in, by exchanging knowledge. But it's all about an exchange of knowledge and working together to support one another understanding that there's um, enough out there for everybody Mm. yeah Yeah. I think that's very powerful Um, what have been the highlights of your experience so far in the evolution of the brand Um, well I think it's uh, it's the reactions of course that it's got such a great response and uh, you know in so many different aspects uh, but of course also the fact that we that we feel that we can actually really make change i think that to get reactions also from other companies bigger companies and brands and and people around the world that see what we do and they are trying and they ask us for help can can you help us to produce the same way for example that you do when, when we feel this uh, and and that we are getting closer to the to our mission to change and influence, then I think that's the the best feeling and has been from the start. Absolutely. There's nothing more flattering than someone calling up and saying, we'd like to do what you're doing. How do we do it? Exactly. That's fantastic. And what has been the biggest challenge, but also the greatest learning opportunity? Oh, I I would say it's, uh, it's so many challenges. I can imagine. (laughs) <laughs> time companies are about building a company is, is all about challenges and I, I always say that if you don't uh, I, I try to see the challenges as uh, every time I find a solution from for a problem uh, I mean it's it's all about problem solving and when you find a solution for a problem then your company is actually getting a little bit more worth because you have <laughs> You have to see it that way; otherwise, it's it's too much problems all the time. But it's also that way; it makes it more fun to work with it. And yes. um, we have, I mean, I would say in general that it takes long time. Uh, of course, everything takes usually longer than you expect, at least if you're yes. uh, if you want the thing to happen fast. And then I would say that. If I, I would do it differently, I would uh, have started off much more aggressive towards uh, uh, online, uh, to be much more focused on our online business. Because when we started, we were focused more on wholesale because we didn't have the experience. Uh, you didn't realize. Um, I know. I hear that a lot from people. Yeah. So, yeah. And actually, um, and a lot of this comes down to um not understanding the um mechanics of how online works because we're all learning and it's having people around you that can educate and bring knowledge it's a bit of a um if your brand's starting out unless you've kind of grown up and been educated Mm. in the world of online and how it's all put together it can be quite daunting Mm. yeah for sure and it's uh, Uh, it's it's always like that. When you feel something is or uh, you don't have the knowledge, you're... You, you, you don't to start, do you? Stopped, stopped. Didn't you? Yeah. yeah. So now this has been my focus the last year to also learn more about online and how it works. And, and uh, we can see that it's growing really fast. Uh, so, of course, I think that would... Uh, I, would I would have done it uh, earlier. Uh, and uh, uh, also, I mean, we are taking care of our um, of our warehouse completely we have a build our own warehouse and is is uh, taking care of all the logistics ourselves which has That's been a, 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 a big challenge when you yeah. don't have that experience because it is a lot to learn yeah. yeah Yeah, warehousing and logistics is is a world of its own and you need a certain type of expertise and um you need a lot of processes in place and uh all sorts of different things so yeah is that is your warehouse in sweden yes it is so i have been traveling back and forth to the warehouse many times every night there i'm still there every week basically and uh I think that in the end, it will be great for us, but it's, um, yeah, I think I've become like 10 years older. Oh, <laughs> All really the different things that need to happen. Mm-hmm. I can understand that completely. Yeah, it's, it's definitely a challenging one. Um, and how has the pandemic affected your mission? Are you experiencing a different reaction from country to country? In general, it's positive. Uh, I mean, now we have really been forced to to really speed up our online uh, developing uh, plan, developing plans. Uh, but in general, it's it's been the response from customers is still very positive. I mean, we have loyal customers coming back and buying from us. But of course, it's affecting us uh, that countries are. Closing down and that the no one is is actually buying in the stores anymore, um, or not in the same way as as uh, mm-hmm. before. I think that this behavior will will uh, it will not only be during this pandemic. I mean, it will uh, continue afterwards as well. That we are getting more uh, focused on buying from online. So so yeah. it's been a tough year, but also. Uh, we have learned a lot from this year uh, and uh, we are very positive because we have a great product to sell online we know that yeah and and no we don't get any returns basically because it's very easy when it comes to size it's an easy product uh, to ship uh, and uh, you don't even have the right to test the product in stores so it makes no sense to buy it in stores but that's how we have been buying this product for a long time yeah. so I think that uh, it will change and this has uh, made it go faster for sure Yeah, because it's better you can actually do a lot online by way of finding a great deal of information that yeah. somebody in a store would not be would not have access to so I think that's a really good point and should definitely embolden people in buying their tights and socks online. That's, that's that's a very valid point. What can we look forward to from Swedish stockings in 2021? Well, we have another innovation that we are launching, and uh, it's actually in the beginning of 2021. So we have been working on uh, a new one, which will actually be tights that is made from a flower. Uh, oh, so wow. instead of actually uh, have a petroleum-based uh, or make the tides from petroleum which ours are today as well even though they are recycled it's still petro- they are still so petroleum. Petroleum. it's just managed yeah. differently. yeah These ones are, are bio-based so it's yeah power and that's uh, something that we are very proud of and we are launching next year wow uh, yeah and we will continue with our innovations and continue working with our recycling program develop the tables and hopefully maybe also doing a collaboration uh, around uh, the recycling and start to produce other products from the from the tides uh, so now we have just started out with the tables but next year it might be something completely else uh, exciting and, but the tables have been selling really well they are so stylish i have to say i love them thank you they, yeah they are really they have become very popular actually i bet because there's not. they're so they're super modern and there's just You'd really be having to search hard to find anything comparable, so I think it's really a real genius product because mm. it's sort of uber modern and it's the kind of thing that would be quite hard to find. It's the sort of product you'd see in a boutique hotel mm, mm. yeah, yeah, we have them actually some hotels here in on so that's I can imagine that <laughs> that sounds really good and the flower based um types mm. uh what flowers are you using? It's actually from a castor seed beans. It's it's a castor seed. I think it's called in English. The the um, uh, flower. It's it's an red flower. It's actually uh, it's quite beautiful. It looks it looks a bit angry the flower, (laughs) but uh, it's uh, it's uh, angry red flower. Yeah, yeah. 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 so uh, um, the tights, though, the, they will be black. <laughs> but uh, we are also launching, actually, uh, a collection with uh, printed uh, tights uh, with flowers on. So we oh, will. that's yeah. nice. Do they feel different? No, they don't. It, you, if so, I would never. So I picked a pair up. I would not know they've been made from. Um, a flower seed as opposed no. to bio, bio petroleum product. No, you I wouldn't. Guess that, tell. That's, uh, that's, I think, is one of the most important things that we are always, I mean, I've said from the beginning that we will never produce something that is sustainable but don't have the right quality or right uh, feeling because in the end, we want the customers to come back and continue buying Absolutely. this Absolutely. It has to be bottom, doesn't it? It needs to be quality and it needs to yeah. be uh, feeling good. Uh, that's number one. Uh, and that's why it takes also time to time to develop. Yeah, I understand. I think that's so exciting. It's amazing that you found an alternative. It's really, really interesting. Mm-hmm. So my closing question is this. If you could hire or collaborate with any three people in the world, who would they be and why? Oh that's that's a good question, actually. We are always thinking about different operations. Uh-huh. But now, um, these last couple of weeks and months, uh, we have been talking here at the office actually about one special person, and that that's a little bit outside our uh, our own business, so to say. We all saw this um, documentary film Our Planet uh, with uh, David Attenborough yes we love that. it's yeah. so, so we say that our uh, the the goal would be to do a collaboration with david attenborough some, <laughs> somehow because we think he is very inspiring and i think it would be would be cool to do something very unexpected okay. um, so we are we are looking into at least uh, naming our first tides after a man <laughs> before it's always been women but now it will be uh, david So, uh, and that's also because I'm a real animal lover. So I think for next year, we are going to look into this. How can we do and maybe like do a donation or something uh, when you're buying these tides and so on. Yeah, that goes towards animal welfare or animal preservation. Yeah. Wildlife preservation. That would be fantastic. And who would be your second choice in terms of who you would invite? I mean, we are looking, of course, at Stella McCartney. Yes. yeah she comes up a lot I obviously yeah. like Stella McCartney yeah and I think uh, because I also think that she would see uh, benefit of doing something together with Swedish stockings because she haven't done stockings before and I think that she would yeah. buy into this idea uh, so of course she is um, on top of the list and also I I'm inspiring by Diane from Furstenberg I think she is uh um, she is an inspiring woman, and I think that, I mean, in general, I I uh, I'm inspired by by people that has a very strong, uh, yeah, the, has very big ambitions and and uh, and motivations and so on. And I have been listening to her book lately, and I think she is, uh, I think she is a cool person, <laughs> and uh, she would be fun to meet, also. Absolutely, absolutely and she's you know she 's been so successful in continually reinventing herself, which is really impressive as well yeah sure. she 's a very inspiring lady mm. fantastic, I love those choices. <laughs> thank you for sharing that, and thank you for being my guest today it's been very interesting to hear about your mission and the the way you 're looking to change the industry it 's much needed. And I applaud what you're doing. It's, it's wonderful to see. So thank you. Thank you for having me. Pleasure. We've learned a lot today about the production of tights and how harmful production methods can be transformed into environmentally friendly processes. Lynn's focus is on the entire product lifecycle, from design and packaging to durability, aftercare, logistics, and recycling. We are encouraged to take care of our tights and ultimately recycle them at the end of their life to avoid them going into landfill. Inspired by Elon Musk's green revolution of the car industry, she is sharing her knowledge to encourage manufacturers around the world to change and adopt similar practices. And the innovation doesn't stop there. The recycled nylon is being repurposed for industrial use in tanks and to create highly modern contemporary tables with further product ideas to come in 2021. Cross-industry collaboration is also vital if we're to efficiently close the loop on how we repurpose domestic and industrial waste. If you enjoyed this episode, join me next time when I'll be speaking with Isabella West, founder of Higher Street, who is bringing affordable fashion rentals to the high street. And if you're enjoying the series, hit the subscribe button to receive notifications on upcoming episodes, where you'll get to hear 1st insights from across the global fashion and creative industries. than just making shoes and clothes they are changing the way people shop for fashion i want to know how consumers reacted to the mindful tip series on instagram which is designed to reconcile our style devotion and environmental consciousness past chapters have covered how to give a second life to clothes you already own shoe care practices to make them last longer and how to build a timeless casual wardrobe Laura says it is part of the 12 resolution series the brand have embarked upon this year to become a better brand, focusing on positive impact and initiatives. She she says that all brands should stop listening to the boardroom and start listening to their communities. The community response has been amazing. And out of 16 idea suggestions, they have selected one for a new project. From Thursday, the 13th of November, they are also going to be live on Insta with successful individuals from around the industry in 10 to 20 minute snapshot interviews to showcase different stories. As Aloha has steadily grown in the last few years, I asked Laura what have been the highlights of her experience so far in the evolution of the brand. She tells me this year they partnered with Pinterest on a collection designed with Pinterest and some of the most inspiring influences of today, which was so exciting for a small privately owned brand of 26 people. By contrast, the biggest challenge has been in rewriting their approach to campaigns to revolve around customer interaction and not COVID. Rather than a proper peer campaign, they have focused on the community. Talking of the pandemic and how it has affected their mission, Laura says March was a very challenging month. They were in Colombia. Alessandro, the founder, said that they will pull together and make it happen by focusing on communication. Over lockdown, this has evolved into remote working, becoming the new normal. And they have relaxed into it. Out of all the negatives, there are positives. Up until now, they'd never seen a live Dior show. This year, we all got to see it. Laura points out that how we interact with colleagues has also changed. Fashion has a cult status attached. It looks beautiful from the outside, but isn't always as beautiful on the inside. Remote working has made it personal. We are stepping into one another's homes and facades have been swept away. The pandemic also means campaigns they've worked on for months were ditched. However, creativity has been key. Laura explains that the industry has to focus on its appeal and that Aloha have found new ways of coming up with campaign ideas. So what can we look forward to from the brand in 2021? Laura says live talks in several ways. They're going to be on a new platform called La Americano, which is a marketplace for brands where they will be working with emerging designers and building campaigns for them as one of several projects, whilst continuing their mission in responsible shopping and production. And in my closing question, I asked Laura if Aloha could hire or collaborate with any three people in the world. Who would she choose and why? Her dream team is made up of Alexa Chung, inspired by the Future of Fashion series, they would love to have her come in and speak to their audience on Netflix or YouTube, Stella McCartney as an inspirational role model and business person bringing fashionability to responsible shopping, and American-British journalist Hadley Freeman completes the lineup as she writes about fashion in a very realistic and analytical way. Uh-huh. If you enjoyed this episode, join me next time when I will be speaking with Lynn Frisinger, founder of Swedish Stockings, the world's first and only sustainable hosiery brand. If you are enjoying this series, hit the subscribe button to receive notifications on upcoming episodes, where you'll get to hear first-hand insights from across the global fashion and creative industries.